The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are very glad to have you with us in this, um, what is it, third weekend of January now? Yeah. Third weekend. That's kind of crazy. It's hard to believe. It just seemed like 2018 was just the other day, and all of a sudden we're in the third weekend of January, and hopefully getting out of cold weather here pretty soon. If you're in a cold weather area, I know you can relate to that, but... uh, if you're not, then enjoy it. <laughs> Cause it's We've not, been in a cold weather area lately, it seems like. Yeah, yeah, we've had our little dose of it. And so, uh, anyway, we are going to continue to talk today about the topic we've been visiting the last few weeks. Dennis, do you remember what the topic we've been talking about the last couple of weeks is? The unholy trinity. The unholy trinity, <laughs> which seems yeah. a little weird. Right? Now, Robbie, can you help us understand what that is? Yeah. Since it's weird? <laughs> <laughs> well, the quick answer is the world, the flesh, and the devil, and... We spent a week on, you know, the flesh, mm-hmm. you know, the old man, so to speak, and we definitely found some insight there. And then uh, we spent a week on the world. So now, guess what? You know, it's always hard talking about, you know, the old man because people always think we're talking about our friend Vinny. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which isn't fair. He's not here to defend himself. And and uh, but Vinny is is a wise wise sage to us, and I, I really do miss having him here. Um, I want to talk a little bit today about that third part of the trilogy, which is the devil, right? I think that, you know, we see that in scripture. Jesus talks about it. He's in scripture pretty consistently, right? The book of Job, you know, there's a few references anyway. And I think out of the three, we kind of get him the best. But what we don't often see is how they all kind of intertwine, you know, and kind of work in this concert against us. But I want to go to a clip first, Robbie. You want to set up this first clip? Yeah, for those of us who... uh grew up in the 60s it, for us the whole idea of the devil we naturally thought of flip wilson and laugh in <laughs> and uh, he had geraldine that he would uh, often the devil made me do it and there's no other way around that but just to listen to flip the devil made me buy this dress <laughs> See, i didn't want to buy no dress the devil kept following me. I was going down the street going, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the devil kept following me, and he kept telling me how good I look. <laughs> and I told him, you better cut that out, devil. <laughs> I already bought two dresses this week. I'm not going to buy no dress. I'm not even going to look at it. The devil said, well, why don't you try it on? He said, I'm not going to charge, charge you nothing to try it on. I mean, that's free. You owe yourself a try on. I said, devil, you better leave me alone. And he shoved me in the door. The devil just shoved me in that door. He pushed me in the door. I said, devil, stop it, please. over the red dress was. I said, cut it out, devil. <laughs> then he threatened me and made me try it on. Devil said, you gonna buy that dress? I said, I'm not buying no dress, devil. And he pulled a gun. <laughs> devil pulled a gun 
Romney threatened me and made me sign your name to a check. <laughs> Riff said, look, said, how come every time the devil makes you do something, it's something for your benefit? When's the devil going to do me a favor? And his wife tells him, he did already. I asked the devil about that. He said if it wasn't for him, you wouldn't even have a job. <laughs> So, Robbie, uh, that's a great clip. It brought back some memories for me. I mean, I actually remember watching that as a kid and just thinking how hilarious that was. And you guys are both older than me, so obviously you saw it. I had the record album. (laughs) I had that memorized, the whole bit. Yeah. But it's fascinating how Flip actually took the three and combined them into this because Mm -hmm. clearly it is Satan spinning, you know, her pride where, ooh, I look good, you know, and, and... and her desire to buy the dress, and he's pushing on these two, the world and the flesh, and in a way, clearly you can go there. And Damn. the devil made me buy the dress. I don't know about the gun part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might have been fabricated a little bit. But yeah, it, and it is kind of interesting when you really think about it, and, and just watching TV advertisements. You know, just watch those for a while and try to think of those of, what am I trying to be enticed to do here? You know, obviously buy something, but what's the tactic that they're using to sell me on it? I know we've talked about that in the past few weeks a little bit, but there's definitely something there that the, 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 the world knows, right? And the, the enemy has the influence over the world, right? Um, it's, uh, it, just look around. You, you don't have to doubt that he has influence over the world. But they what's, fa- what's fascinating to me now, and you talk about seeing commercials, it seems like there are TV shows out there now that almost glorify the devil in certain ways. And I'm thinking of a Fox show. I can't think of the name of it right now. That just Lucifer. Yeah. That uh, just came out. And it's almost like, and we've always, we've always had a bit of that, but it seems to be out there more than ever before. It's not, now flip was having some fun with it, but he did have a point to what he was saying. I think deep down with all that. And you, you heard that Robbie through all the laughs. He did have a point. Uh, well, look at how many, I, and, and sometimes it's it's more overt than it's not. But think how many kids' programs have dry, dragons. Yeah. yeah. I, and and the way the dragons are used from everything to the nicest little, you know, Puff the Magic Dragon, whatever, to Pete's Dragon. And then all of a sudden you got these Dungeons and Dragons where they're clearly evil. But it's kind of freaky, actually, to the extent that that those are used to kind of you know, the frog in the boiling water idea. You don't know it's getting hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter. Yeah, and to your point, to both of you guys' point, that the the world tries to desensitize us, I guess. I don't know if that's a word, but, you know, make us not as aware, you know, from the the funny clips, and we've used a couple of them, of the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other, you know, and yes, there's truth in that, and that's why you use those clips because there's truth in it. But it's also, there. I think it's part of the enemy's plan along with the world to influence the world to, to try to get us to just think, well, he's not really that big a deal. He's not really that big an enemy. He's just this little cartoon character on your shoulder. He's just this, um, you know. Enticement uh, to buy the dress. Exactly. It's nothing that's dangerous there. And I think that really takes us to a clip I'd like to get in to really show you the enemy's heart Mm -hmm. towards us. This is from the movie Amadeus. And so I'm going to go ahead and play this clip. And what it is is you have – the character of Amadeus, obviously, and this is who's talking, and he's talking about this. Uh, no, it's not. It's it's Robbie set this clip up. You know it better than I do. Yeah, well, it's actually the the courtier or whatever there at the court that is so jealous of Amadeus, right. and he won't publish his music. And but now he's trying to figure out a way to squish this because 
he is so inf- inflamed with jealousy over the way God gifted this man, and he wasn't gifted. And when we pick up this mm-hmm. clip, he's just turned down Amadeus's girlfriend who brings this music in for him to listen to, and you know it's amazing that this work of art, obviously. And so he comes in, he slams the door, and he's having a conversation with God. Mm-hmm. And I want you to listen to how he has this conversation with God from the movie Amadeus. that clip it's the fireplace that's in the background and i believe he threw a cross yeah in the fire and that's what's burning as he's having this conversation with god and and you get to see you know in this clip anyway the the heart of the enemy mm-hmm. you know the enemy knows he can't really hurt god he can't attack god and hurt him he tried that in revelation he tried to overthrow god right and it didn't work but what he can do is he can hurt the ones that god loves yeah and and so he started in the garden of eden with adam and eve yeah, you know? and he was just like in that clip. He thought he was the beautiful one, and then Eve came along, and and Adam, and you know the jealousy of how could you do this with them? What this was supposed to be me, and the pride, and it's it's in, incredibly scary actually <laughs> to yeah. think that that's how much that powerful a being hates you. Yeah, and we could go through countless reasons on why he hates you. You know, he he hates you for a couple just very easy reasons to think of. He hates you for nothing more to begin with than you are the image of God, yeah. right? You're made in God's image. You know, we all are to our own degree. We're each individually made in God's image, and we share. He, he allows us to have some of his glory that we uniquely bring to the, the earth, right? That mm-hmm. Through Robbie, people are going to see glimpses of God that they don't see through Dennis, but they'll see through Dennis things they don't see through me, right? And so those are all things that the enemy hates you, but he knows that he can't hurt God, but he can hurt those that he loves. Yeah. And just think about any movie that you've seen, right? When they can't get to the good guy, what do they do? They take out his family and friends, yeah. right? And that's really, if nothing more, the enemy hates you because he fears you and you are, in his eyes, something that's uh, better than him or preferred or God loved him more. Loved us more than him, whatever that might be. It's so it's so interesting the way he deals with that because I know that I can remember periods in my life where I didn't think twice about the enemy. I didn't think twice about Satan, and he probably didn't think twice about me because he figured I was pretty much on his side in his camp. The way I was doing, it, there's I can see with you guys. I've seen it with myself. I've seen it with others that when they grow closer to God or when they get on fire for something or when they want to do something like be a part of a ministry like this, that the enemy comes after you because then you're dangerous. You're dangerous to what he wants to accomplish. He's not going to, uh, he, he, he doesn't want that to happen. So he will come after you. I felt that recently within the last couple of months where I spoke out and said, Hey, look, this is where I am in my life and I'm all in for God. And I felt immediately under attack almost before I got out of the church that morning. 
that that the enemy was coming after me because now I'm a problem mm-hmm. for him. And and what it comes down to when we talk about unholy or holy is how are we going to react to that? What are we going to do about it? You know, how are we going to how are we going to battle? You know, what word maybe just and this is for future reference, but what word does maybe God give us to say this is how I see you and this is how you're going to have to do battle and you never have to do it alone. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of your relationship with Christ as you walk with him. Actually, as Satan makes his plays, you now have Jesus is next to you to help you interpret what's the strategy and where is he going after and what's God allowing it for? What's he going after? When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about this topic. We're going to talk about the things that the enemy tries to do to uh, make you turn your eyes away from him or think that you're not that important to him. You know, what's his strategy against you? And also, we're going to hear a couple more clips. We'll talk to you on the other side of the break. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. So guys, what's this? I hear about this BOGO continuing for the boot camp. Well, how could we not continue the BOGO? Yeah, but Christmas is over. Everyone else has stopped their BOGOs. Well, it's always a time for giving, Dennis. It's a Masculine Journey Boot Camp BOGO. Buy one, give one free. $199. What an amazing thing that would be to give somebody a gift, and what they really end up getting is their heart back. Coming April 12th through the 15th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. It's one of the greatest investments I know of. <laughs> so Dennis, Dennis, that was your selection for the bump, man. Uh, Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Two Wheels. Yeah, that's uh you know, I used to think that song was really cool. I actually can't, you know, I like the beat of the song and everything, but if you think about it, and ladies, if you're a lady and you're listening to the show for the first time, we're not beating up on you with Geraldine and the devil with the blue dress on. We're just saying that we can be tempted. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of what that song was about, wasn't it? Yeah, if it, if it didn't work, the enemy wouldn't use it. Exactly right. <laughs> and so, you know, that's, that's a big the, battle we have. Yeah, and again, just watch any Hardy's commercial. <laughs> right, I mean, at the end of the day, that's going to. Are tell they still pretty, doing those? I, I don't know, but they still stick out in my mind. If that tells you anything, <laughs> so the enemy, right? The enemy doesn't. He 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 loathes us, right? And if nothing else, because we're God's image bearer, mm-hmm. and he and he fears what we could do to 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 change this world, right? To that God would do through us to make a difference in the world. But what's some of the techniques that he uses? You know, there's some techniques. There's things that he likes to use. I know John writes about it in in the book Wild at Heart, right? Do you guys remember any of those techniques? Because I didn't prep you for this question. Like I, I love to do that. Oh, well, the one you that do. you know I try to work on every day because I make so many of them is agreements. Right. He he tries to flip it out there something that you know you agree with, like you owe yourself a try on, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or. 
you know, you, this is what she always she here here we go again. I you know I saw this coming, and and the, of course the second I buy into that and I agree it, then he's he's gotten a foothold, and so it's it's a constant struggle actually, mm-hmm. um, a, a minute by minute thing to figure out where has he got me agreeing to stuff that clearly just is not so. Oh, and he he's so good with half truths. You know, he'll throw something out that that has got some truth to it, or we wouldn't believe it at all. We'd reject it. Right, but he'll throw throw something out there, and then once we buy, he's just reeling us in. You know, he's just bringing us in. He's throwing, you know, gasoline on the fire. One of the other things, and then Dennis, I'll have you um, talk about the clip that he likes to do. Also, is he likes to get us to believe that he's nowhere in the mix, right? It's just you messed up, or God left you hanging, mm-hmm. right? But you know, he doesn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, wasn't my fault. Yeah, wasn't my fault. You know, <laughs> I wasn't even there. You know, it was either you messed up or God left you hanging and he wasn't there for you when you needed him. Yeah. Now, you have a clip that you wanted to talk about that we're getting ready to play here. Yeah, I talked about this clip uh, in one of our earlier shows last year, and and I love love football movies anyhow. Uh, But this is based on a true story about Brandon Burlesworth, who was a walk-on in the mid-'90s to the University of Arkansas Razorbacks football team. And the short story is that he was killed in an accident, right? He, he had become an All-American. He had uh, been drafted by the Indianapolis Colts, who I know you're very familiar with, Sam. And uh, he was going to start for them. And that spring, uh, he was driving back to meet his family to go to church that Wednesday night in Arkansas, and he was killed instantly in a head-on collision with a, with a truck. And throughout the course of this movie, I don't want to give away the whole movie, but throughout the course of this movie, his older brother, Marty, who played a big role in Brandon's life, He's sitting there. He doesn't want to go into the funeral because he's really struggling with why did such a bad thing happen to such a good person? And the enemy uses that to his advantage. You are living proof that when you do the right things, good stuff happens. And you have done everything right. that make any sense his life meant something it had to i've never met a better man than your brother he believed that if he worked hard and did everything he was supposed to god would make everything turn out for the best didn't everything turn out for the best marty have faith marty this is my road so you hear these different voices going on uh the guy that was questioning him and said how did things turn out that's the enemy and the enemy is is on him the entire time of this movie. They keep going back to this conversation that they're having while this guy is sitting there whittling the face of Marty, and he's beating up on him because he's seeing them at a weak point. This family had been through some trials, but they had been a faithful family. They were Christians, and now the one that walked the walk better than any of them was gone, and the enemy walked right into that situation and tried to take great advantage. And I won't tell you what the outcome was, but... Uh, it just when I sat back, it made me so, you know, you you think about that sometimes with the enemy, and you think I I just want to be angry at you because I'm I'm upset with you about the way you're handling this, and he finally cuts him off and says that's enough, I don't want to hear anymore, but it it so to me was so symbolic of the battle we get into every day. We can ask ourselves questions when we lose a loved one, we lose a job, something happens in our life, the enemy walks right in and takes that and tries to twist it around 
so that we'll walk away not believing that God is who he says he is. Yeah, and you heard from that clip, it was basically saying, you know, God wasn't there for you. Exactly. Right, you know, and that's one of the enemy's, enemy's ploys is, you know, God's going to leave you leave you out there to dry, right? And Or he, he gets you to doubt the heart of God. You know, it worked with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, right? It continues to work today. That's why he keeps doing it. But, you know, one of the things, the other things that he tries to do is he tries to negotiate with you to get you to believe, well, look, if you just leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. Yes. You know, but even if you're not actively doing something in church, you may not even go to church. He still hates you. He's still going to keep coming at you. And the thing is, it's not just him. We talk about the devil, but there's also in Scripture and Revelation, there's a third of the angels that are cast down to earth, right, that tried to overthrow God. And they're here with him, and they're part of the greater thing we call the devil, right? It's part of his uh, posse, I guess, yeah, <laughs> for lack of a better term. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's the ones that he has with him. And so I think sometimes, Dennis, you talked about, you know, well, I made this this statement, and all of a sudden I really felt him coming after me. Well, he probably just turned up the heat a little bit. Yeah. He was still going to come after you, but he's just like, all right, I'm going to send in, you know, the A-team now a yeah. little bit. Now, Robbie, we have a clip that kind of goes along with those minions that work for him. Right, Mike Norris, who's actually Chuck Norris's son, uh, did a movie called, uh, you know, The Crossroads of Hunter Wilde. And here we hear a strategy session between sort of a head demon and an under demon, similar to the screw tape letters that C.S. Lewis wrote. But I want you to pay a, tish, a, a, a special attention to the last thing he says, because to me, that's where we really can find a hope and a strategy. Oh, my special little demon. You've managed a little fear and chaos, and yet here you sit, alone. Chaos and fear, or a time-honored operative's tool. So a panic, doubt, pride, lust, political distractions, these are but the afterthoughts of good field operations. Is this all you desire? I have spent a millennia in the field. A millennia is but a speck of time. Think of what is good in him and turn it into his weakness. Yeah, I, that last little line there, think of what's good in him and turn it into his weakness. And, you know, I learned that at a boot camp, that if you can begin to think through your life and see the point of attack, that you realize that what Satan really does not want to come out of you in any way, shape, or form is your glory. That's the way that you reflect God. And so when he sees God's glory coming up out of you, whether you're a great singer or a great you know, speaker, whatever it is, just like you know, if you listen to Sam's story, his, wife kept, his sister kept telling him, Motormouth, you got nothing good to say. Mm. And that was Satan whacking him down because that's where the glory was popping up. So look what's good in him and turned it into his weakness. He's been looking for it all along and he overplays his hand, Sam. He does, you know, and that's when you can really look back and say, okay, how have I been attacked? You know, and that's an indicator to what that's, that secret sauces are, our special sauces, (laughs) our friend Todd would say that you bring to the world that God put in you, you know, the, the day that you were created and, and said, you know, I'm putting Dennis in this world with a special little thing that only he has. And so the enemy recognizes that early on and tries to take you out. And it's important, I think, to 
What, the thing I'm hearing right now, it's important to know your enemy, and that's why the screw tape letters absolutely fascinates me. I can remember 20-some years ago when I first went to see a Christian counselor and started to kind of walk through this, how I was going to live as a, as a, as a, really as a true believer and how I was going to deal with my life. He suggested I read this book, and it's just a little book, but it just it's so fascinating how he writes about uh, those very things, how the enemy comes after us. And I would highly suggest that you read that book. I think it's it's helpful to anyone to really see what the enemy is really all about. And we really do need to know how he attacks us in order to fight that battle. I don't think I can't think of any general, General Patton or whoever that did not know his enemy in and out in order to do battle with him. And, and also, <clears throat> interestingly, I like to watch nature films. And Mama, I correct. learned something the other day that if a wildebeest turns on a lion, there's nothing they can do. The only way a lion can bring down a wildebeest is if they run. <laughs> and so just to have the courage to stand up and what does it say in the scriptures? Resist the devil and say, if, if Geraldine had just done it. <laughs> <laughs> but if you'll just turn around and say no I'm, and, and resist, you know, he's going to flee. And it's amazing. I saw it's nature films show us so much about how the how the enemy works. You know, and often in the nature films, it's always the lion. <laughs> you know, they're always using the lion as a bad guy. Right? Yeah. But but exactly. why? You know, because I think when we look back at Scripture, it says, you know, our enemy prowls around, prowls around like a roaring lion yeah. looking for who he can devour. Now, always right? trying to separate the herd, always trying to isolate, you know, another another tactic that, that clearly comes out against us. Yeah. And that's something that we really should mention in this series. What we're doing is that... Uh, we can't, and I have firsthand experience of this. We do not go to battle alone. Right. You know that we talk about our band of brothers. We talk about our ministry and what we do with the boot camps. You cannot do this alone. I, take it from me, because I tried for years. It just doesn't work. <laughs> all of us. <laughs> well, if you've ever seen any type of uh, horror movie, which I don't like them at all, I, I can't stand <laughs> sure them. You don't. But I really don't. I don't like them ever since I was a little kid. But it's always the one that heads off on their own that gets killed. Exactly. <laughs> right? It, it's never the one that stays in the pack. Yeah, right? It's always, so it's always the what, baby seal that got separated. Exactly. exactly. It's an ugly kill. It, so <laughs> the last three weeks, we've talked a little bit about the topic of spiritual warfare. We do a lot more of it at a boot camp. We go into a lot more depth. There's a lot more sessions where we touch on it, and we give you a clearer view of what that enemy is really like. And we'd like to invite you to come to our next boot camp coming up. When is it, Robbie? It's April 13th through the 15th. April 13th through the 15th. And so you go to masculinejourneyradio.org to register now. We'd love to have you. And we have a BOGO going on. That means what? Buy one, give one. It's That's still right. going on. It is still going on. Buy one, give one. Go to masculinejourneyradio.org and register for the boot camp coming up in mid-April. See you next week. <laughs>